This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me today is video producer extraordinaire, man with a plan. The man who pulls all the levers and pushes the buttons behind the scenes. The one and only Greg Albert, my co-host for these, for like, was it, week and a, week and a half now? Yeah, it was longer, but yeah, a week and a half, I think it was. It's been a good, it's been a good run. John's will be back soon. But hey, man, we're holding it down. I think we've had two of the best weeks that we've had all season back to back weeks. I mean, I'm loving, I'm loving what I saw last week. I was loving what I was seeing today up right up until the end. So, um, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've been chiming in, but it's been good to be on the actual podcast on the YouTube channel. So go check us out there. It's been great. How is, how is your weekend going though? My weekend's going, uh, it's going pretty well, man. It was nice, chill, you know, happy new year to you, my man. Happy, happy new year to, to you. Happy everyone new year to all. Yeah, happy New Year, happy holidays to our listeners out there, everyone who supports this podcast channel, whatever it may be, whatever you want to classify it as. Thank <laughs> you guys so much, and we we hope you guys had a have a, a wonderful New Year. We guys hope you had a fun, safe holiday. Uh, you know, I hope you guys made the best of it. But for me, it's been pretty good, man. You know, spent happy spent uh, my New Year's Eve and New Year's Day with the with the misses. So that was cool. Nice, nice relaxing. Watched uh, "Don't Look Up" Netflix series with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That was Ooh. that was pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. Pretty good movie to watch. Uh, then watched a lot of sports. Man, just watched you know the New York Knicks, the New York Jets. Uh, today's been. Let uh, me classify how to, how good today was for the Jets. I enjoyed watching the Jets more today. Than the New York Knicks. That should tell you how down oh. bad the New York Knicks are right now without Julius Randle. Uh, just seeing the young guys go out there. You know, it's growing pains when you have a young, young squad out there trying to get everything acclimated. You, you, you're missing your, your top player. So you see they're struggling a bit. And we played the Toronto Raptors today, 11th straight loss up in T, uh, T dot. So rough outing today but the jets today made a made it very interesting man made it very interesting but but how was your weekend before we uh start hit, getting into it was it? good like you said laid low nothing too crazy i know that it's a, i think it's one of new years around here christmas is one of those times as a sports fan which i love all the sports so i was watching college football yesterday i don't know if you caught the rose bowl at all that was one oh, of the man. best college football games i've ever seen um the winter classic for hockey Obviously, you know, Christmas Day, some people say starts the NBA calendar. So full swing into that. But, you know, I wish I wish the next, you know, when, when, I, when I did my first episode here with you uh, two or three episodes ago, we were talking about how great the Knicks were looking, how great the Jets were looking. But this Toronto Raptors game, I'm with you. I, I caught some of the highlights. I caught the box score. I didn't get to watch any of it, but pretty elite, man. I mean, he's he's been playing well this season. He's had a little bit of a, you know, come up over the last few years, but today I think he had what 35 points. It was tough. It's yeah, man. Tough. He, he just went nuclear today against the, the New York Knicks. I mean, that entire team, it's, it's crazy watching such a, uh, a team like that develop their own talent from guys coming from the G League, guys yeah. from, 
you know, just utilizing every draft position, finding guys off the street. Like Toronto's truly, they've truly done a good job. Masai Ujiri has done a really good job building that team. Uh, hopefully the New York Knicks can be that, you know, we're still in year two with this new regime. Hopefully we can get to that point. It'll take time. You know, yep. all this stuff takes time. Nothing was that Rome wasn't built in a day. Nothing happens overnight. So we're just going to watch the growth, but we're not going to talk about the New York Knicks, man, because it was depressing. Watch that game. We're, we're here to talk yeah. about New York Jets. We're talking about here to talk about some exciting football today because Greg, you and I were putting that energy in for our boy, John, even though he's out in Kenya right now. We tried so hard, man. This is, this was our Super Bowl. We talked about it last week when we recorded on Wednesday. Yes, the episode dropped on Friday, but we were talking about it last episode. This was our Super Bowl, man. This is the win that I wanted the most. I just, I really hate that guy. Like, and not oh, as yeah. a person, I just hate him as the figure that it means in football because he just tortured us. Absolutely has tortured us for two decades, two decades. And yeah. I would, I would think that the last time this has to be the last time. Hopefully it is the last time that oh, he comes would, through MetLife. Oh, oh man. I thought that so many times I'm done thinking that I, I expect. I expect him to be here till um in a wheelchair at this point. So yeah, I don't it's, know. It's going that direction, but come on, man. He comes back to to MetLife, different uniform, different team. We're playing well, and we had it right there. And it all comes down to a few miscues defensively, offensively. Yep. Um, we'll get to we'll get into all of that, but. General overall takes, man. I thought it was a really good game. I think you could walk away from this game with a lot of moral victories if you wanted to look towards the, the future and say, hey, our quarterback looked good. Defense stepped up today. You're looking at Bryce Hall, Michael Carter the second. Look even at Michael Carter before he goes down with an injury. You go get all these, all these guys are offensive line played well today. And you could walk away saying, hey, team showed up and they're playing meaningful football they, they haven't packed it in a week before the end of the season so and you could say kudos to the coaching staff for keeping them motivated throughout this entire season kudos to joe douglas for getting ldt to help the offensive line because he certainly helps glad to have him back with elijah Veritek because when we recorded it was tre- it was trending that those guys weren't going to play but thankfully they did play so there's a lot of moral victories today, man. What, what, what do you do? What could you say before we really hop into this thing? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, moral victories. I know, like we were talking about before uh, we started recording, a lot of people online talking about, like, hey, we played great and we got the loss, so we didn't lose draft position and stuff. For me, all that gets thrown out the window when we're playing Tom Brady. Facts. So, so I don't care about draft position. I don't care if we lose every game for the rest of the year, even though there's only one game left. If we played him in week four, I don't care because. The season wasn't, we weren't going to do anything this season. We knew it. So I just want to beat them and we had a shot. I feel like, I mean, I don't want to, I want to know how you feel about this, but I feel like we kind of manifested this game in a little bit. If you remember back to last week, we talked about, we were trying to bring the energy. Mm-hmm. I feel like we came out strong. We brought the energy. We started out hot. We talked about, we need to get Braxton Barrios involved. Boy, mm-hmm. was he involved today. Yes, and he was. You know, you talked about special teams, like uh, needed him to get a punt return, kick return. And then I said, yeah, but I don't mind getting him involved on the offense. He had five receptions last week. He was a leading wide receiver. Today he was involved running. He was involved catching. He was great. Um, we talked about needing to run the ball, keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. I feel like we did that. You talked about Zach Wilson not turning the ball over again, didn't turn the ball over today. 
with an interception. So I feel like we had I feel like we had our pulse all over this game. I feel like the Jets coaching staff did. I feel like we came out and executed and we lost the lead for the first time with 20 something seconds left in the game. The problem Crazy is, is to that say that. The problem is is that they held it for the last 27 seconds and they got the win. So crazy it, you know, to I, even say that. We yeah. lost with we lost in the fourth quarter. That's crazy to think about. Like the, the growth, the growth of this team uh, up until this point, and just everything that you could say really comes a long way. And yeah, it's second to last game of the season. You could say this coaching staff sucks. You could say that you know Joe Douglas hasn't done anything. I, I think if you're saying that within year one of this new coaching staff, year two of a Joe Douglas managed team, uh, I think you're being a little overreactive to what actually is going on here. And I'm not saying that these guys are going to be here for the long term. I'm not saying these guys are the greatest guys we've ever had. I'm not saying any of that, but we haven't had a front office really see their plan all the way through uh, successfully since Mike Tannenbaum and John Itzik didn't do that. Mike McCagnan, I don't think knew what the hell he was doing. And now we have a GM who, is making meaningful trades during the deadline where we even see the tight end that he traded that he gets back making plays today in Brown. So that's even Crazy. more hilarious. So he didn't even think about that. He didn't spend anything to upgrade Greg Van Roten, which he saw as a whole. So I can't even say that he, he just knows how to make trades, which is in and of itself a, a huge win for the Jets because we don't need, uh, got, we don't need to be the team on the raw end of the deals anymore that we, we've gone through that experience. And so. Kudos oh, yeah. for that. It's still a growing experience. Like all these guys are still trying to figure things out. There's a lot that needs to be figured out. This team has a lot that needs to be addressed. You know, quarterback is at a hold right now. Zach Wilson played today, played well today. That's still a TBT, uh, you know, uh, TBD to be determined. Yep. Um, you know, all I could say is that he played well today. He's making some strides. I'm not saying he's our quarterback of the future. He did look well today. He's been playing good second half of football since he came back from his injury. And that's all I could say about that. So as of right now, there needs to be no change about that. But we still have a lot of areas need to be addressed, whether that's still the offensive line, whether that's still getting another wide receiver, whether that's adding another pass rusher, adding depth at the linebacker core, getting more safeties. You know, that's that's the type of stuff that I'm looking at right now. So. That, that's I'm all I could say about Joe Douglas, you know, like, and so for anyone who's just like overreacting, like we lost today and taking that, you, you can either joke, say the Jets didn't want to keep draft position. Um, but we'll get more to that because as we see, that was uh, a miscommunication by the coaches and it looked like it was a play for Braxton Barrios, but we'll get more into that later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll- before, before I do, before I get any further though, Greg, you know what, it, you know what time it is. It's time to do a little housekeeping around here. We gotta, we gotta pay the bills because we gotta keep the lights on as we do this, uh, for our listeners. So guys, once again, Minute Media owns fansite of which we are so awesomely part of. They also have the Players Tribune started by my guy, not Greg's guy, my guy, Derek Jeter, John's guy, Derek Jeter. Yeah, that's right. You know what the Players Tribune is. You get all these storytellings from the athlete's perspective. Well, they got a, they got a, they got a, they got another podcast coming out. All right. It's called the blind sided. The blind side is hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. This is the first ever mental health podcast 
All right. Like I said, the name of it is Blindsided. The show will share the moments of a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges people face. Some of the guests that they've had so far include Kevin Love, Paul Bisonette, and Kurt Warner, and many more. And they go through different types of mental health issues, whether it's panic attacks, PTSD, sudden life changes, feeling insecure, breakdowns. So guys, make sure to go over to the Players Tribune and check out this new podcast called Blindsided. All right. You can listen on all streaming platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, therefore. So make sure to go out to, like I said, the Players Tribune, check out Blindsided. Amazing podcast. Yeah, really right. cool thing. Really cool thing that they're doing. Just real quick to tie it in a little bit. You know, before uh, NFL today, I don't know what I was watching, Fox or CBS, they had AJ Brown come on from the Tennessee Titans and talk mm-hmm. about his struggles with mental health. And it's crazy to me sometimes that some of these players, anyone could be going through it. So really cool that they're doing it. Really cool to see from their perspective. But, you know, it's just another great outlet, another great thing that these guys do. So really happy to be associated with them. Really happy to keep it turning here with fans sided and everyone. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Mental health is, is no, is no joke. We even saw someone who, who seems like he's going through it himself on, on the field today with Antonio Brown. You know, yeah. he, he seems to be going through it. We don't know what it is. Uh, shocking, uh, to say the least. Shocking. Um, but we'll get into that news at the end. Yeah. That's not, that's not, that's not Jets related. So we'll get in towards that towards the end and get, get our takes on it. But Greg, let's start it off first with the special teams, man. Let's knock it out of the gate with the special teams. Yo, special teams today. Played so well, like honestly, except for except for Brand Man, like I get it. He had that short punt to put yep. the the to put. I'm about to say Patriots put the Buccaneers in short in, in short range for an easy score, and sure enough, they got the field goal to make it a four score game. But other than that, like I look at Eddie Pinheiro hitting that 51 yarder, man. Yeah, that's that's what we need, dude. That that is the type of stuff that we need, and it's so it, it's so fitting. That it gets towards the end of the season, and we finally get a kicker that can do something. He goes three for three for extra points. Longest, like I said, was fifty-one yarder for the field goal uh, to get us that three points to make it a seven-score game uh, before the end of the half. And special teams, man, doing such a good job. And even when you see the Gunners running downfield and getting everybody, they didn't let any punts, any kick returns go longer than it should be. Guys were on top of it today. Really like that about the special teams coming together. And look, Braxton Berrios, you know, he, he they talked about him today, man. They talked about him today. He's he's the runner up. He's a fill in if someone misses for special teams in the Pro Bowl because he he deserves it. You know, had two two uh, kick returns for fifty five yards today. Longest was twenty eight, and he 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 just works so hard, man. He just works yeah. so hard. I, I, Braxton Berrios gets a lot of. Braxton Barrows gets a lot of love on this podcast and, and rightfully so. So shout out to the special teams. Brandon man, like I think he's injured, man. Yeah. I think he's injured. Uh this is like two seasons in a row. Like last season, he was looking pretty good. This season, I think it's that injury, man. And I'm and I'm and I don't think he's the worst draft pick. I see people out there like on Twitter saying that he's probably like the worst draft pick from twenty twenty. I think that's a little hyperbole. I think that's a little yeah. I think that's a little extreme. Honestly, uh, that's a case for Denzel Mims because he didn't even get a snap today. So I look yeah. at Brandon Man as a guy who came, who's coming back from injury. Let's remember earlier this season, he got injured against the Carolina Panthers. He's coming back, still trying to get into the groove of it. I give him another year 
uh, and see see what happens and shakes it out. Oh, it's first Anything game of the happen. season, right? Against Carolina. Yeah, first game. First game. First game. Season, first man. play. Can you, can you, yeah, if you, first time you had a punt all season. Can you believe that? Just like getting ready, like you said, coming into a new season, fully healthy, all offseason ready to go. First play, first punt attempt of the season gets hit, gets taken out of the game, has to come back. Yeah, he's battling through it. My big thing today with special teams, I agree. We like looking at special teams plays. We look great, but. We talked last week. We had one punt last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we were so excited about that. Today, we punted it four times against the, you know, NFC South leading 11 or 12 now and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We punted four times. So we were moving the ball. We were doing mm-hmm. what we needed to when we had to punt. You know, man had two good punts today, two inside the 20. So, you know, they had to go the full length of the field if they wanted to score. He, you know, when it was clunch time, you know, he came up a little short. That kind of sucks. But Eddie Pinheiro, man, we got the interception late in the first quarter. When was the last time you remember the Jets getting an interception on Tom Brady with like less than a minute left in the half, going down the field, getting a field goal percent, a field goal position, and then kicking the field goal? That was incredible. If that ever happened, it had to have been when we had Darrell Rivas and Antonio Cromartie on this table. Yeah. Like that is the, I can't, I don't have the numbers right now, but that has to be the last time a New York Jet had an interception on Tom Brady. Has yeah, to kicked be. it with 15 seconds left. It, it was crazy. Yeah, man. No, and they did a, like talk about taking advantage. Like they took shout out to Brandon Eccles, man. Second interception on yeah. the season, and he takes it back, puts the Jets in good field position, and then the offense moves close and close enough to get an Eddie. 20 yards. Range it wasn't anything yeah, crazy, but Eddie Pinier, but gets in in range for Eddie Pinero to, to knock yeah. it through. So kudos to the kudos to the defense and offense being able to. Once again, play complimentary football, which I always talk about. And look, so so kudos to the special teams for 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 getting the, for getting the kick and, and for playing well today. Now let's move on to this defense, uh, Greg, because we can't. Yeah. There's only so much you can go on about the special teams. Yeah. Um, defense. Talk about. I would say Ben, but don't break. But they did break for the last play of the game. Yep. And that that was on Elijah Riley, our our safety. Who's honestly, I'm not even gonna be upset about that. Dude's legit. Off the street, like practice squad from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I'm not too upset about it. Um, like these are, this is a learning experience for a guy who legit is coming from a practice squad, tried to make a play, but sometimes depending on the situation, you got to know when to make the play. You got to have better judgment that you just need to stay with your guy in and, and stay in good coverage. But. Overall today, man, I think defense played pretty well for making it very difficult for Tom Brady today. Like he, you know, he didn't have anything easy. Like they were, you had, uh, you, you had everyone just getting to him, giving him a lot of pressure today. It was really a nice showing by our, by our defense. What did you think? I thought so too. I mean, I'm trying to look it up now. I think Tom Brady's two longest throws on the day were on that last drive. So we held those guys up. You know, the only thing that kills me is, you know, I think John's talked about it a lot. I know you have too on here. When are we going to be able to cover a tight end? When? Oh, man. It, it's been like a decade, I feel like, since we've been able to cover a tight end. We talked about it go again last week. We were on it. We said, you know, Godwin's out. AJ or, uh, Antonio Brown's was banged up, but he's, he's going to play. Mike Evans, we weren't so sure, and Rob Gronkowski, we weren't so sure. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for the most part on offense, I feel like today were pretty much healthy. They came in with Gronk, 
Gronk played well throughout the day. I think he had a hundred over a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans played, you know, today. So, you know, we were talking last week about, you know, there's a chance that they come in really banged up. They were, they were pretty banged up on defense, but on offense, I feel like they were, they were fine. And we held our own. We held our own on the defensive side of the ball against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are going to contend for a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Man. Um, I mean, yeah. No, I- yeah, no, I mean, so just to add on to that, like, you're absolutely right. Like, we thought we weren't going to see any offensive weapons besides Gronk. And look, they got, they had Mike Evans, they had Antonio Brown, and they had Robert Gronkowski. Yeah. Good call on yeah. getting some Le'Veon Bell action in here because we did. Yeah. And then they had Ronald Jones II getting some, getting limited, getting some touches as well. Um, but other than that, like, it's always difficult when you're playing Tom Brady, but this team, for the defense to face them and really hold this team to, you know, they held a total, they had them to 467 yards total, but most of that was the 98 yard. I feel like what was like 92 yards in the last, last moments of the game. Like they were Crazy. holding them down for, for most of the time, like rushing our front seven. They, the, the Bucks only ran 62 yards on us. Like that's nothing. Yeah. Everything had to be done through the air and had to. And. We we talk about who who's the big culprit for this. Talking about Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski comes in today with over 100 yards receiving. Just he's just a monster to to to, to handle, man. Like we don't have a linebacker that can do that. We don't have safeties that can cover him and really lay the the stick uh, lay the boomstick on him. So mm-hmm. you have him running rapid for seven receptions out of ten targets, 115 yards. He didn't get any touchdowns. Longest was a 24 yarder today. But he's just difficult, man. And then you have Grayson out here getting six yards. <laughs> he's the one who got the touchdown at the end, uh, which is really annoying. But six yeah, catches look, for if, 81 yards. But, but other at, than that, it was pretty quiet for the receivers outside of Gronk, man. Yeah. And that's the thing. After right after uh, Grayson, after Gronk, everyone else had four less catches. Like, we were on it. We were on it today. I feel like last week you talked a little bit about Echoes. made a rookie mistake early in the game last week against Jacksonville. Then he played pretty good. I didn't see that today. I didn't see him getting beat. I didn't see bad flags. I saw him playing well. Bryce Hall all season this this year, I feel like he's been playing pretty good. So, uh, you know, I'm happy with what we have at the secondary. And then on the, you know, front seven pass rush side of things, they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. I feel like we got a good pressure. Michael Carter got a sack. You know, I was happy with the way we played today. Um yeah. You know, Absolutely. both, you know, both, both levels, all three levels or whatever you want to say on the defense. So, um, stop the run. Yeah. Again, you know, they didn't, they don't have Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones went down with an injury, but he still had 10 carries. Like he was still running the ball when he was in there. We were still stuffing him. Had, you know, was averaging two, two, two point six yards a carry. So you said the rush defense was good. We knew that we had to run the ball and we had to play good defense. And I feel like we did today. I was happy with it. I was happy with special teams. I was happy with defense. And I was happy with the offense. We just came up a little short at the last minute of the game. So, yeah, and and just to top it off with uh with defense, man, you know, like Bryce Hall played well today in coverage. Brandon Eccles was playing well today in coverage. Michael Carr the second was playing well in coverage today. Uh, it, honestly, if I have any complaints, it's really the safeties. And, and yeah. you just see what happens when you don't have adequate safeties. Like we're missing Marcus May. Ashton Davis is just not it, man. I'm not seeing it right now. He could potentially have it all change, uh, next season. I'm just not seeing it, dude. Like he is, he came, he, I saw him try to tackle Gronk today. It was just, it's just, it's just rough, man. Like he is yeah. too small to be playing back there and, and trying to take on big guys. 
big tight ends, especially like Gronkowski. I know Gronkowski's in his own week of his own. It's very difficult to get someone who can stop him, but even just to watch the tackle and just him bounce off with ease, I, I can't be seeing that, man. Like you got to hold on. You got to do something. There there has to be some sort of like swallowing the guy down. He can't even do that. That's the bare minimum with Gronk that you need is just to swallow him down so you get multiple hats to him. He's not even doing that today, man. Ashton Davis is not looking like it. Uh, Elijah Riley had a better game than Ashton Davis, but when I look at these corners, man, I'm impressed because I thought this was going to be the weakest position coming in. John and I yeah. uh, thought it was going to be the weakest position. I believe me more so than John. Uh, and they're proving me wrong. Like they're absolutely proving they're, they're doing a really good job. Like they've done a really good job this season. So kudos to the defense on that. Very difficult to have to guard Mike Evans, Antonio Brown and Robin Krapkowski. And apparently Grayson, because Grayson is just out here just running rampant. So yeah. Good job, good job for, for our defense to that extent. Obviously, it's just, it was towards the end where they just had plays and offense put them in bad positions too. When you have two back to back three and outs, that's tough yeah. to have it a guard, uh, defend short field. So good job by the defense for the most part today. Now again to the offense. I'll let you speak, man. I'll let you go off with this one. What, what did you see from the offense today that you like, man? I think there's a, there's some, there's some good things that we already touched on at the beginning, but what did you see? I mean, what did we talk about last week going into this week? We talked about Zach Wilson not turning the ball over. He did that today. I was happy about that. We talked about running the football, which I feel like we, we you know, we had 150 yards. Zach Wilson didn't run it at all. Michael Carter, obviously, you know, a couple big plays, but Ashton Wal- Walter was our big, Austin Walter was our big guy today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a name that I, was, I wasn't too familiar with. I know you and John are a little bit more plugged in on the full roster and everything like that. So I was excited to see him out there running. My guy, Ty Johnson, I loved him at the beginning of the year. He looked good when he was running it, seven yards a carry um, on average. So, you know, when we were running it, I felt like we kind of had some chunk plays and stuff. We were looking pretty strong. It was just just not enough. Zach Wilson, I will say this. I've I've talked about Zach Wilson a lot about his inaccuracy. I feel like today he was on, you know, he was more on target than he has been in a while. And he had zip on the ball, man. Like he I don't know, maybe it's confidence from last week cuz he looked so good last week or maybe it's just he knew Tom Brady was in town so he had to play strong or what it was or just maybe it's just a, you know, combination of everything and him maturing as the season goes on, but you know, 19 of 33, 230 yards, one touchdown. No interceptions. Like I said, going into the game, if if we if Zach Wilson has a hundred yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, and we win the game, I'm completely fine with that because we won the game. We were winning the game ninety nine percent of the time today, so you know I was happy with it. You know his QBR, if you want to look at like stuff like that, it was low. I don't care about stuff like that. I care about how he looked. I thought he looked really good today. I was happy with him. For sure, man. For sure, for sure. And I like the way Zach Wilson played today, too. Starting with Michael Carter, you know, he goes down into concussion protocol, got yep. hit hard today. He had three touches for 54 yards to start the day off. One that went for 55 yards. He was just, looked like he was, today was a day for him just to break loose. Unfortunately, he gets concussed and he, like, tackled out. himself, too, uh, on that. Yeah. Play. That's, that was, that was like heartbreaking. I was like, let's go, let's go again. We talked about it. You and I were texting. In the first mm-hmm. quarter of the game, going back and forth, going nuts. And I, we talked about Michael Carter having another big day. I was so happy for him. Then he kind of tripped himself up, kind of tackled himself. That, that killed me. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, he had to go out. And then you get Austin Walter and Ty Johnson doing 
bulk of the carrying today. And Austin Walter looks like a cannonball man. He looks like he's firing out of like, it looks like a rocket the way he's like launching off sometimes. He's able to find the gaps, just running hard, using his shoulders, keeping his shoulders well and ready to embrace contact. I like the way he was running today too. This isn't the first time he's done this. This is, I think, like the second or third time this season when we've had to go deep into our back of running backs, but he played well today for what we needed, averaging three and a half yards a carry, 14 touches for 49 yards. He didn't look like he was like owning uh the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, but he gave you crucial runs, crucial gains at the right time and just being not even patient. He was just running hard, man. That's really what it is. It, it's not like Michael Carter, who's a little bit more patient. He was just running real hard today. And Ty Johnson, he gave us some good carries today. Five touches for averaging seven yards per attempt for 35 yards. Wong's one was a 22-yarder. But he looked pretty good today as well. So nothing nothing yeah. out of the ordinary there. But the one that, you know, the one guy who was really rushing outside, Ty Johnson, who got us a touchdown, that, that was the big one. He got us a touchdown, you know, falling on top of the lineman, just keeps chugging, falls right in. The other guy with the rushing touchdown today, before I get into Zach Wilson, we got to talk about Braxton Berrios, baby. Ooh. Man, rushed it in today, got the got the receiving touchdown today. He was all over the place, man. First of all, Braxton Berrios, two touches for 12 yards, one TD. And then he gets eight receptions for 65 yards, like a true slot for one TD today as well. Man, and he got 12 targets. He was getting peppered yeah. today. Like, Zach Wilson's best receiver on the field today, hands down. And dude showed up today. He was balling out, man. Braxton Barrios balled out. Man needs to get a contract today. Extend him. He needs to be back on this team. You just see the, the all the work that he puts in, man, just translate to the field. Even when, I, and I love referencing this because it's just, it's a joke for Denzel Mims, like how he's doing the ladder drill. But yeah. you watch, you watch Braxton Barrios in that drill and you see how he's pumping and he's focused. He's doing everything right. And you just hear about from all the reports, whether it's DJ, whether it's Connor Hughes, everybody talks about the work ethic of Braxton Barrios and you see it translate to the field. That man needs to come back. That's what you call leadership in a locker room by the way that you practice. You come in every single day and train and it show and it translates to the field. I, he needs to be back, man. Like for special teams, being that slot wide receiver, we don't know what's going to happen to Jamison Crowder, but this guy needs to return because my God, man, my, I was just hyped. I was tweeting about him all day today because I was so hyped to just see him go off, man. Two TDs, yeah. two TDs. That's what's Quick, up. In the first quarter, I think it was the first jet. Mm-hmm. And franchise history for uh, receiving and rushing in the same game. Mm-hmm. I was hoping we were going to get the punt return to kick return, hit the trifecta, man. He was looking great. Again, we talked about last week. He looked like to be the lead guy last week. He was, again, our lead guy this week. I'm so happy for him playing well, special teams, offense. I just wish on that fourth and two, we gave him the ball, man. I don't know if you saw that. As Coach Sala was talking about it after the game. He was supposed I to didn't. be an end around to him. I did. So. Open. So let me get into Zach first before I get into this because okay. this is where Zach's uh, day cut becomes a little, a little, it becomes rough. I'm not going to hold too much on it because he's a rookie, but Zach Wilson, you talked about, man, he went 19 for 33 today, 234 yards, averaging seven yards per pass, one TD, no interceptions, has a QB, uh, has a rating of 89.7. Zach played so well t- today. You talk about having zip on the ball and accuracy. Today was probably the best complete day of Zach Wilson we've seen. Like last week was good too, but today was truly like the complete day. He elevated the play of everybody around him, whether it was Jeff Smith, whether it was Braxton Berrios, whether it was Ty Johnson. He was getting the ball to them for the most part on target, in rhythm, o- across middle, mid-routes, uh, you know, short, uh, drags and, and, and 
uh, short routes just overall. So th- this guy was just doing it like out here, wheeling and dealing. Everything was on a frozen rope. You can use all, all the analogies and all, all just the imaginative uh, words mm-hmm. just to create how well he was throwing the ball today. Great job by Zach Wilson. Like really, this is the type of performance that makes you hyped for him going into next season saying, Oh, I see the growth in this guy. Oh, okay. Let's see what he can do next season because if he can keep do- building off of this, then we may have something here. And that's where that TBD becomes, all right, this is a hold until further notice then. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're yeah. upgrading, but banged up but offensive the, line too. Banged up offensive line. We lose George Font today. Sure. We had Elijah Barrett Tucker. We had LDT. We had Morgan Moses, but we're also playing with Dan Feeney. We're, 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 we're interchanging linemen the last couple of weeks, man. This entire season. Okay. Yeah. We don't have everybody. So, and we're, he doesn't even have his top wide receivers. He doesn't have his top wide receivers. Still throws for 234 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions today. 19 for 33. Dude was just on it today. Absolutely on it. So I, yeah, I love the performance I saw from him today, man. I agree with you on that. Also, too, I think coming into like the season, going into the draft, like people were, you know, comparing him to all these different people, you know, whoever it might be, Pat Mahomes, you know, he's got this rocket arm, all this stuff today. Today was the first time I felt like I really saw it consistently on those short and medium routes. Like he was throwing the ball and I was like, that ball has zip on it. That ball is moving and it's getting to where it needs to be on time and accurately, consistently throughout the game. So shout you know, great game from him. Sucks that we came up a little short, but I'm with you that it's, you know, the last two weeks have been tremendous for him to build on for next year. Hopefully we come out strong next week against the Buffalo Bills and we ride off into the sunset, into the off season strong, but last two weeks have been great. I love what I see from Zach Wilson and, you know, hopefully he keeps on building. Yeah, man. And like we've been on this pod, you know, whether it's you and me or, or, or John and myself, it's, We've talked about, we saw the growth during the, the, the Eagles game. We saw about it, like all different points throughout the season where it's like, all right, we got a good half. Can we get a complete yes. game? Two, two back to back weeks. We've got complete games now. We're getting that. If you can yeah. do it again, that's just a good way to, to end off. But, and this is not to say that, oh, we're going playoffs next season. It's just, it's good. Like we've, we've seen this too. Sure. You can, you can all come back at me and say, Hey, Alex, we saw this with Geno Smith not too long ago. We were feeling good when it was eight and eight and he railed off into the sunset. This is a little different, man. This, this, this feels much different than watching Geno Smith and watching a team with, eh, did they have, they didn't even have talent on that team, but it just feels a lot different, man. A lot, a lot different, uh, this time around. I can't put my, I can't put it on. I can't, I can't pinpoint it. I'll come back to you, to you guys with why it feels different, but it does feel different, but. Greg, you talked about that fourth and second play. That yes. was an end around for Braxton Berrios. And I called it too. I didn't call it. That was for Braxton Berrios. I just, I knew something was up because I was like, I don't think this, I don't think this coaching staff is that wild to call on fourth and second and go and go like in, in, inside in the five. Goal, yeah. Inside the five, like, uh, goal line territory, like that they would call a quarterback sneak being two yards away from the first down. Like that just doesn't seem right. And the NFL is a little tricky because they say fourth and two, but it was pretty much pretty close. I felt like to fourth and three. It was just yeah. not, and it, was, it wasn't a full three yards. So they have to call it fourth and two, but it was a long distance to QB sneak. Exactly. And I was so surprised by it. I couldn't believe it happened. Everyone I couldn't believe that surprised. we were going for it. What do you think about just going for it there? Should we kick the field goal? We would have been up seven. I'm fine with uh, going for it. 
At this okay. point of the season, this is you know we talked about going for it. Where does it make sense? It's a it's a lost season. You could play for the honestly for them. It's like look, if we lose, we still keep draft position. If we win, we this is the Super Bowl for the fans and this team. Uh, I'm fine with it. I, I'm not upset with going for it. I think in these situations, and we saw that from when you're whether you're the New York Giants playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl or the Philadelphia Eagles playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, you can't play it safe. You got to go for it. You got to go for it. You got to go for it. You just got to go for the kill. Uh, it just depends on the play that you're calling to go for the kill, and <laughs> to do uh to do a QB sneak when you're that far away isn't right. But I tweeted out because people are like, "This is what the coaching staff calls." And I'm like, I don't think the coaching staff is calling this. And when you watch that play again, you see Braxton Barrios confused. Like he looks absolutely confused of what, what's going on here. And it was as Co- Robert Sala said, Coach Sala, it was meant to be an end around to Braxton Barrios, which it would explain why he was confused because Barrios had the wide open lane for a touchdown. Like it was yeah. wide open. The thing was that it was in, it was an option for Zach Wilson to go for it uh, is from what I'm gathering. Yeah. To sneak it in. And because they thought, well, if we drag everybody else, that means he'd have room. Unfortunately, he thought that meant QB sneak. So poor communication there. And this is where it's growing experiences with your coaching staff, your quarterback, everyone. So I'm not, this is where I just can't kill everybody. Like you're like, well, we should come in here and win guys. The last time we had seasoned coaches that came in here and tried to win, they didn't even win either. So I don't like what. What are you looking for? Like, what are we yeah. going to do? Keep hiring and firing everybody? Who wants to come here and be like, oh, do I actually have the full length of my contract, or do I only have one year to turn this team around? That's just unrealistic expectations, and I hate those expectations. So it was just it was poor play calling on Zach's part. I'm not going to belabor because he's just a rookie making yep. his own mistakes, and he has to learn. But hopefully, learns that. When your guy's killing it in someone like Braxton Berrios and when you're killing it with your arm, use your arm, man. Like you haven't ran it today. And I feel like when it comes to running for a quarterback in that short distance, it's, it's risky, especially when everyone's like, everyone's like in tight. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard for like Zach's got some wheels, but I don't think he has those type of wheels to just burst on the outside, you know? He, I feel like he kind of does, but to your point though, it's not like you're at like the 30 yard line. You know, you're in the five, you're inside the five. The, that D line is up right on the nose of your guys, hat to hat, ready to go. So it's not like you're facing, you know, three or four linemen because it could be a pass. It could be a run. You know, you don't know what's going on. There's nowhere else to defend, but the next three or four yards or five yards for that defense. So they're up on the line. They're ready to go. I think Zach Wilson does have the legs to, to, you know, burn someone on the outside, especially if it's like a lineman or a linebacker that's not expecting it. But that close range though? I think so. I feel like he does. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just because I keep thinking about that 50 yard touchdown last week or the 50 (laughs) yard run last week. Yeah, touchdown. I don't know. Maybe it's because I keep thinking about that and maybe I'm just confident, but. I know who definitely does have the wheels to burn someone is Braxton Barrios. That's a fact. So if we could have got the ball to him, he could have ran. He I mean, it was open to begin with, but he, if there anyone popped up, he definitely could have ran in. So um, for sure, to your point. I think you make a great point though about it's a young Zach Wilson. I'm not going to beat him up because he's a young coach, but it's also a young coaching staff. So maybe it's not clearly communicated. Maybe they, you know, maybe it's Lafleur, whoever's calling the offensive actual play calling today. You know, maybe just they weren't as clear as they could be with Zach. 
I'm not sure whose fault it really is. It seemed like a good play because Barrios was open. Um, but you know, young team, young mistakes. Just sucks it is what it, was it so is, man. Close. And I know it sucks it's because a- last week we talked about we were within the within the five yard line four times. So that was like a main talking point last week about it. And here we are again coming up short inside the five. So when we could have won the game and closed out Tom Brady and it would have been an amazing end to the season. 13 point underdogs winning out right if we did it. So it is yeah. what it is. It kind of sucks, but oh, we're so close. Drives me crazy. We were so close. Yeah, and just catching up further on uh, the clarification on, on the fourth and two by Connor Hughes. Uh, they called it largely a fourth and inches when your play has two options, QB sneak or end around to Barrios. Both work with half to one yard on fourth and two. Jets only wanted to end around. Sneak wouldn't gain two. Sneak wouldn't gain two. They didn't real. They didn't really. They didn't relay that to Wilson. That was the part that they didn't relay was the sneak wouldn't gain two. So. That was the miscommunication in hand. And, yeah. you know, with stuff like that, um, it just makes it more difficult. And Connor Hughes then continues, because that direction wasn't given to Wilson, he went to the line running the play as a Zion. Keep it if you get look A. Hand it to Barris if you get look B. He got look A and kept it. Salah had no direct answer for why. After timeout, it wasn't made clear to Zach Wilson to hand to Braxton Barrios. And the play worked the play worked as designed. If it was fourth and inches, the QB sneak against the defensive front gets the first. Because it was fourth and second, the handoff to Barrios gets the first. But it's on Jet staff to make it clear where they want to hand off that they want to hand off to Barrios. They didn't bad by them. So it's really like the coaching staff. So you could put you can put on the coaching staff. You could put on the QB. Like the QB should also be wise enough, in my opinion. I don't fully put on the on the coaching staff. The QB should also be realized. Like QB sneak on fourth and two. Like why are they calling this? Like you should. Yeah. You want like options, Barrios, me, like you go with Barrios. Like if you're getting those type of options, if yeah. you get these certain reads. Um, but hey, it also wasn't communicated. So it's on everyone's fault for this time, but this is growing. This is pain. You get through it. You learn from it. You you improve the following years. Look, Andy Reid, for as long as we know as a head coach, his, his Achilles heel has always been time management and he finally yep. did it. So it is what it is. Everyone's got to learn and, and grow. Uh, that's my take on the matter. Yeah, and Zach Wilson, to me, at least from where I've seen the limited amount I've seen him this year and a little bit at BYU last year, he seems cerebral enough to be able to pick that stuff up maybe in year two or three. Just sucks that it's his first year. But that's something that, like, to your point, you know, if it's a, you know, a seasoned quarterback, I expect the seasoned quarterback to know that because it's his first year, he misses that, messes it up because he did get the look that he was supposed to sneak it on. So, you know, just unfortunate, but. God, we're so close today. (laughs) I know, man. I can't can't keep saying it. It's driving me nuts. But And the thing, too, that kills me, one last thing about it, is that we. I feel like we just had such a good read on this game. I feel like the game played out exactly how we wanted to, and we had to lead the whole game. I was so ready to come on here and talk crazy about a wire-to-wire win over Tom Brady, never never having a, you know, never losing for a second today, but he does it again. And then I have to see Boston fans tweeting that uh because you know what's even wilder since I live up here. This is how gross it is up here. He doesn't even play for the Patriots anymore. As soon as they see that it's on Fox, they're like, oh, we're getting TB12 in the New England area because people still – and that's even the most wild part is that they are rooting for this man so hard. They have a Patriots jersey and they got a Bucks jersey with TB12. That is how wild it is up here, man. Yep. Absolutely gross. 
And so you see that it's on, it's on Fox. Well, thankfully for me, cause I have, I have some NFL Sunday tickets. So it was blacked. I was like, really? It's blacked out. I was like, oh, of <laughs> course people want to watch in this area. This makes sense. Yeah. So I know, man, I was ready to say, yo, we called it end to end. We did call it. Uh, it didn't, didn't go the way that we wanted to in the end. Uh, for all you fans out there who want draft position as of right now, according to Tankathon, you know, the Jets yep. would pick fourth and seventh, seventh because of the Seattle Seahawks who are also trash. So. If we did win today, you know, we either are, we either are, uh, five or six. Um, we'd be six most likely because we did beat the Panthers. No, we lost to the Panthers. So we'd be five. That's why they'd have it on us. Yep. So we'd be fifth today. So if you were one, we're, we're, you know, a little bit closer to being, uh, in the top three, if that really matters to you. Yeah. So there we go. The last thing I do want to touch on, Greg, because I thought it was just wild. I want to know your takes about it. And we talked about it for the ad read on mental health. There's something clearly wrong with Antonio Brown. Like, I don't know what he's going through. I'm not going to, we're not here to crap all over him. He's clearly going through something. uh, And and I hope he finds uh, whoever to help him take care of it. But watching that play out in real time, my man, I could not help but be like, yo, what the hell is going on right here? This man took off his shoulder pads after talking to Mike Evans, takes off his shirt, walks out shirtless, throws away his gloves into the stands, and he's not on the team anymore. Bruce Arians said he's not a Buccaneer anymore. He's he's out of here. To me, I, I was just my mind was blown. I've never seen anything like that happen in my life, man. Nothing. What were you thinking when you were watching that unfold? I was thinking the same thing. And like to you, like to your point about it, there Antonio Brown's gone from you know something to joke about and something to talk about to clearly something is wrong because, like you said. You know, even like the Buffalo Bills guy, didn't the Buffalo Bills have a guy last year, the year before, just quit in the middle of the game and just go home? Yeah. And at halftime or something like that, I think he just went to locker rooms like, dude, I'm done with this and just went. Yeah. Home. Yeah. To me, that's something to laugh about and joke about because, you know, it's funny or whatever it is. It's different, but there's not clearly something wrong. Antonio Brown, there's just too many stories at this point. Something's up with him. Like to your point, though, I've never seen it. Probably never going to see it again. Um, it was wild. It was wild. I was watching the game with my dad, and he was asking me like, what was going on. I was like, honestly, I, I don't know because I, I've never seen someone just. And he was like, he was in the Jets end zone pumping up the Jets fans and stuff. I, yeah. I, don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. So it like I said, it was weird. It was wild. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about it, but clearly something's wrong. Clearly something's up. Uh, I mean, odds for the Patriots winning the Super Bowl kind of goes down a little bit to have if you don't have Chris Godwin or another. Sure hand. <clears throat> Tampa Bay, yeah, Tampa Bay. If you don't have another sure hand wide receiver, like that ruins it for you, right? So, yeah, I don't me, know, that's, man. That, Perriman that, that, stepped up. The other guy that caught the game winning touchdown stepped up. So, who knows? All right, have enough. To keep Perriman, I don't know. Perriman can go, can get out of here because we had him last season. This man just <laughs> hops around the league. He, he only had two catches for forty-one yards. He does his normal thing. He shows up for a part of the day and then he goes away. Like, yep. uh. Grayson, like maybe, like he had a good game against the Jets. Granted, we're a yeah. younger team, so kudos to him for for balling out. But I, I don't buy it. I don't buy. I don't know how he's been doing on the the entire season as a whole. I just don't buy the the small samples like this game from the Jets. So when especially when you have Chris Godwin, you have Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brate, you have all these other dudes. Like I'm sure that uh, yeah, here we go, <laughs> my man. Regular season stats was today's game. <laughs> four, he has four receptions for four targets. 
uh, off of four targets for 131 yards, one TD. Oh, no, this hasn't updated yet. This is Perriman you're talking about? No, this is for uh, Grayson. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's been – he's like, the, I think, the seventh wide receiver on our team. It's insane. But, yeah, um, yeah crazy. Crazy. Absolutely I did crazy. have I did have a game I wanted to play. If we if we won, I had so much stuff planned. I don't know if we still want to talk about it. And it kind of ended on maybe on a little bit of a lighter note because we know where the Jets stand. Like you, I think you were saying it last week. We know what we are at this point. We know what Tampa Bay is. I was going to play with you. Who was it sweeter to beat today? Because to your point, they have Perriman, a former Jet. They have Le'Veon Bell, a former Jet. And I completely forgot about it until I saw him on the sidelines today. They have Todd Bowles. Yeah, I was about to say, there's so a lot gonna, of so there's I, a lot I, of I forgot games. last week about the revenge factor. I forgot about Todd Bowles, who's the defensive coordinator in charge of the whole defense. So he definitely came out to play today. And our offense, I think, held its own. So I was going to play who was a beater, you know, who was it sweeter to beat? It's always um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the, always the answer. And then Tom Brady was the other one, of course. Tom Brady is always the number one answer. I honestly, yep. like... If I had to go, honestly, I guess it may go Todd Bowles, Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. Somewhere yeah. tied between those two. Like Perryman's on the bottom of the list. I could care less about uh, Brashard Perryman. But even for Todd Bowles, man, like I feel bad for Todd Bowles because I know people didn't like him because he was kind of like he was the complete opposite of Rex Ryan. Didn't really show a lot of emotion. He seemed like he was just kind of going through the motions. Didn't really have a true hold on the team. I actually had no issue with Todd Bowl personally. Yeah. Um I actually thought he was fine. I think he was just dealt a terrible hand based on a terrible like just a terrible situation like he had you have to go in there with Ryan Fitzpatrick for two seasons and you got Josh McCown and then you get uh Sam Darnold. Like that's not that's not any winning recipe that you get right there especially when you have locker room dysfunction with uh, who do we have? Um, oh my God! Do you, we were just talking about him last week. Uh, oh, the defense. We had like Mo Wilkerson, Sheldon. We Richardson. had Mo Wilkerson. We had the, yeah, well, yeah. you had the beast. You had the beat between Sheldon Richardson and Brandon Marshall going on. Yeah, you had Muhammad Wilkerson who was not living up to his contract. Yeah, there was just so many issues with that team, There's man. Eric Decker was was in and out of the season. Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't have enough offseason in the second year to really be in tune with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. That was just a crappy seat. That was a crappy tenure, man. It's nothing against Todd Bowles because I think Todd Bowles is a good coach, especially an awesome defensive coordinator. He does have a Super Bowl ring thanks to Tom Brady. And he did a good job when he was out in Arizona too. And he had Carson Palmer with, uh, Bruce Arians too. I think he's a good, I think he's a good court. I think he's an excellent defensive coordinator. Being a head coach for the New York Jets comes with a lot of, a lot of baggage, a lot of weight, a lot of expectations, especially playing in New York, a team that's looking to win that hasn't won. In a while, and then it just went downhill from being ten to six. I really have nothing against Todd Bowles. I think he was just yeah. given a, a crappy hand. I know people are like, "Well, Todd Bowles didn't do this, didn't do that." I would like you. I would like to know if you're in that. Not you personally, but for everyone yeah. listening, if you're in that situation, how do you come out as a winner? Because you have a guy who's drafting like best available, which is one of the worst ideas in the NFL. Like, yeah, it's not. It's not an idea. You don't draft best available at your position. Start wheeling and dealing then. <laughs> it's just crazy. Ter- it's a terrible idea. This isn't the NBA where you're like, we'll draft by best position available, best player available, which could sometimes theoretically work. I wouldn't even do that in the NBA. 
Yeah, in the NBA you can get away with it because there's so much fluidity in the positions. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're six eight, you know you could play the two, you could play the three, you could play the one. You know, it depends you do a hell of a lot are. of things. I'm just watching. Yeah. Spe- speaking of, I'm just watching the Raptors who have like six guys, like four guys on the court, or like six seven to like yeah. six nine six ten, and they could all play NFL, the same position. You can't do that. Can't do it. So I agree with you. Um, that would have been the order for me. Tom Brady is number one, then Todd Bowles too, just because he was the head coach. And I don't really care about Le'Veon Bell and Perriman. I don't feel like they were even really Jets. They were here for a cup of coffee. So, yeah, they they really were here for a cup of coffee. Well, uh, on that note, Greg, uh, I think we did a good job covering this game up. Uh, really, so. a lot of mo- a lot of moral victories for this one. You know, a lot of moral victories for this game. But honestly, I wanted the win. You wanted the win. Anything to beat Tom Brady. Uh, if you guys are still questioning this front office and head coaching staff, like you got to give it time. You got to let things marinate. You got to let things settle. Uh, so we have a larger sample size to really dissect here. But other than that, man, I'll take, uh, I'll take the moral victory for today, knowing where this team is, where they stand. But good stuff, Greg. Good stuff. Yeah. Man. Anything else you got to add? No, like you said, I think this is the best two weeks back-to-back football that we've played all season. Complete games from start to finish. Not good halves, not good quarters. So I'm happy with where we are. And if we were, if we were a better team vying for something, this would be the best. This would be the best time of season to get hot. So I'm happy that we're getting yeah. hot now. Hopefully, we can build on it going into next season. Get some new players in. You know, get everyone healthy, and who knows what 2022 could have in store for the New York Jets. Yeah, man. And on that note, thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Next Jets, Etc. podcast. You know what to do. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star review or a comment that helps us out oh so greatly. But if you don't listen to us there, it's okay. We're on Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. On top of that, we're on YouTube now. So go make, so make sure to check out the YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and make sure to hit the like button when you watch these videos and to hit the notification bell so you know when a new episode drops. And while you're there, we have winning picks weekly. <laughs> Video producer Greg John, when he's coming back from wherever he's venturing off to now, man's like Carmen San Diego. You know, these guys do an excellent job. Greg just did a phenomenal job solo duo on Winning Picks Weekly, giving you his takes on the week 17 NFL slate. Man's out here putting in work. So, guys, make sure to go check the, check out that podcast and make sure to listen to what these guys have to say because they've been doing a hell of a job, all right? Hell of went a job. Six, it went 6 and 3 in the 1 o'clock window. So, if you follow there you me go. Week, you're having a good week so far. There you go. See? And this is why you got to tune into Winning Picks Weekly. That's hence the name of the podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. All right, guys. And then last, well, not last, but make sure to tell a friend about us. And make sure to tell that friend to tell a friend about us. And make sure to tell that friend to tell the friend to tell the friend. Tell their mom, their dad, their girlfriend, boyfriend, cat, dog, fish, whatever, that we're out here, okay? It only helps us grow this community. And then now, last but certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We're on all those platforms. Thank everyone for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We'll catch you later this week for another Knicks and another Jets. We out. Let's go Jets.